0: Hi guys, you're listening to your favorite cup of coffee here on Venus Radio. Thanks for listening. Hello, friends. It's story time because I'm a storyteller and that's what I do. So today I'm going to tell you guys about the time that I was arrested at the Mexican-American border with 33.1 grams of high grade cannabis in my pocket with my English bulldog by my side. Okay, so off top, I would just like to highlight that one, this was literally my first, last, and only encounter with the cops or feds or border patrol or whatever the fuck, any kind of nigga in an iron uniform, okay? I am literally, literally the goodiest goody two shoes ever I'm really not somebody that gets away with shit so normally I don't even push it okay two this was not my fault I am not at fault because I reside in a weed legal state and I'm well over the legal recreational smoking age and I'm covered medically so I don't want to hear anything about it okay and three most importantly I was targeted okay don't ask me why but I was targeted and I was on my way to the hospital with a chronic pancreatic illness so you're literally not allowed to have anything But sympathy for me. But you're allowed to laugh because honestly, it's so fucking absurd. (sighs) Okay, so let's jump into it. So it's like that awkward time of year where it's like not anywhere near winter, but nowhere near spring yet, but it was just cold. And I'm leaving my boyfriend's house, which is in Mexico on the beach. But I live in San Diego, so it's really not as far fetched as the average international relationship would be. Um, It takes about the same amount of gas to get to his house as it does to get to my hairdresser, honestly. So I didn't know it, but I had pancreatitis at the time. But it honestly just felt like a casual stabbing in my lower abdomen. So we were leaving to go to the doctor. And at this point, the only thing managing my pain and my irritation levels was my bag of weed. So my personal sack was quite literally in my coat pocket as we embarked to cross the border. And I wasn't even thinking about it because all I'm actually focused on is the throbbing pain in my stomach and how long the borderline is. It's like 2.5 fucking hours at this point to drive a mile and a half. So I'm irate. So, we pull up to the first level of border security, which is quite literally a toll booth style kiosk where they scan your documents, they ask you some basic questions like like where do you live, like where do you work, like all that type of stuff like what were you doing in Mexico. And while they're doing that, they scroll through every time you've crossed the border. So, My boyfriend's actually Mexican, so he's crossing all the time. So normally the step does take like a little bit longer. But at this point, it's been like a whole Drake song. And this agent is sounding kind of irate. So he's like, why does it smell like marijuana? Boy, when I tell you my eyes opened wide as fuck and I sat the fuck up, like neither one of us must have answered him because he goes, oh, so you guys can't hear me. And I was like, fuck. And I literally already knew that we were absolutely fucked he puts like this pink slip of paper on the car windshield and then he guides us to secondary which is like the second level of security when you cross the border and i'm looking around and of course the only common denominator i can see between everybody here is that they are in fact all people of color mexicans specifically honestly my boyfriend and i are the only black faces i see Okay, so fast forward, I'm hopping out of the car with my puppy and a coat that is clearly too big for me and an and and oversized purse. I've been in secondary before, so I'm thinking, okay, he's gonna look at me, understand that I'm just like a 20-something stoner and send me on my way, right? So he asked me if I had any weed on me. Okay, hello, was I supposed to tell the truth? Like, you're a fucking fed, so I said no. Okay, so then he's like, can you take off your bag? <laughs> I was like, what, nigga? (laughs) Like, okay. So, like, no, now I'm really fucked. So he looks in my purse, and I'm thinking, all I'm thinking is, wow, my mom really bought this bag for me my first year of law school, and now it's here, like, getting searched by a cop. Wow, okay. So then he asked me to take my jacket off, and the weed's right there, like, in my right pocket. So what the fuck do you think happened? So all I can tell you for sure off top just thinking about it now is those cuffs were so cold like they were so cold and there was entirely no reason for them to be so tight like i was like 120 pounds at this point where was i gonna go like all he kept asking was oh he kept like being like you should have been honest. I asked you a question and you lied to me. Like, like this man sounded hurt. Like he sounded like, 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 like when the guy who's not your boyfriend and never was finds out that you're with somebody new and then he has the unmitigated gull and audacity to get offended. Like that's the tone he had. Like, okay. Plus, where's my puppy about to go? Right. So we're like in holding, I guess. And they're ripping my purse apart. They take all my jewelry, my phone, everything. They keep asking me whose weed it is. And they're, like, asking it, implying that it was T who asked me to smuggle it. And I'm, like, yo, they really think that, like, they haven't put together that this is, like, my personal bag yet. Like, they're, like, we know this isn't you. Just say whose it is. And I'm not saying a word, like, to the point where they asked if I could speak and understand English. And eventually I was, like, can you loosen these cuffs? And they were, like, no, not yet. And I was, like, "Well, well, then can we talk about this later? And they were, like, um... No, And, like, the head cop is getting irate. So she's like, okay, well, I'm just going to notate that it's all yours because you're the one who we found it on anyway. Like, she's being a bitch. And it's interesting because right before that, one of her lower-level constituents had already told me that it was just a fine. Like, she was like, yeah, it's a lot more scary than it is, but it's a fine. You're going to have to pay it, but, I mean, it's just a fine. So at this point, I'm like, okay, I'm definitely not going to talk to anybody, right? So as I'm thinking that and as she's about to notate that it's mine, another officer walks in with my boyfriend without my dog. And they're frisking the hell out of me. Like, while they're frisking me, this nigga is so damn calm. He's talking about, are you all right? I mean, like... Okay, like, I guess. So they ask him the same thing. Whose is it? And he's like, it's mine. It's all mine. And all eight of us up in there were like, ah. And she was like, it's all yours? And he was like, all mine. I look back at her like, N-n-n-n. So fucking after the deepest frisk I've ever encountered, they put us in shackles. Like, in 20-fucking-19, we really still you shackles are you kidding okay so obviously they didn't seat us together and i didn't even expect that but why did t get his own corner by the door where you can see shit and a window and i got seated next to the habitual cigarette smuggler and the nigga that wouldn't stop snoring okay great lucky me okay so it's been about an hour now I know i'm gonna miss this appointment already but i'm just thinking like what am i gonna tell my dad what am i going to tell the reverend like what am i gonna tell my fucking mother like i i would have to start by explaining what a blunt even is honestly and then the minute i'm thinking that i hear like a light stream and i realize that the snoring young man next to me is full on peeing like he is Fully peeing while dressed. Like, I knew I was staring. The only way I know I was staring is because I know my mouth was wide open because I felt the draft. Like, he was at least 10 to 15 years older than me. Full on peed. I was like, "Uh, uh, excuse excuse me. Excuse excuse me, sir. Sir. And I, like, looked. I, like, motioned my eyes over there. He didn't care. He did not care at all. Right. This guy wakes up, sits up. It's like he noticed he peed himself and was like, darn, not again. And then just sat up. Like, okay. And then at this point, I realized that I'm probably going to be there for a while. So I guess that like he had been there before because once he had sat up and like, I guess, thought about his actions for a while, they just walked over to him and like handed him a sandwich and some chips. So in like true Fashion of my own natural nature. I was like, Can I have some? Like, I'm starving. I did not have breakfast, and you have me locked up here like it's fucking 1860 never. And he was like, Okay, I'll bring you a sandwich. And he brought me a turkey sandwich. It's literally Wonder Bread and turkey, if you can even call it that, because it was gray. It was literally G-R-E-Y. It was disgusting. So I just fucked with those Cheetos for a little bit. I'm looking at Tony. He's knocked out. Okay, cool. I don't know what to do. All I know is I need to get out of here because it is no longer slave times and there's really a shackle on me. So then I see this, like, family of 12 walk in and it's this mom and dad and all the rest of them are just the little kids like they're just brothers and sisters so at first i'm like okay well what kind of car did you even pull them over in and what could you have possibly found on a in a car that was like because this is clearly a family you know what i mean so honestly i was just using the next four or five hours to just log the injustices that i knew for a fact happened in america but or i guess on the american mexican border but i had never personally Witnessed, it was actually really interesting. And then, so that time passed, and it kept passing. And I realized that the guy on my right, not the guy on my left who had just peed, the guy on my right was such a habitual cigarette smuggler that he literally does this every day to the point where he had his routine down. Like he had his snacks saved from when they first got him. And he knew when the next round of snacks was coming. It was absolutely ridiculous. So then he comes. So then the officers come out and they start talking shit to my boyfriend. You know what I mean? They're doing the guy shit. I don't really care because I was like, whatever it is that they're asking you to do, just say no so we can leave. Because at the end of the day, if they really could have done anything or locked us up, they would have done it. Okay, cool. So it's officially six hours in. They sign us out. I noticed the paperwork is incorrect, so I told him to sign that shit immediately. And I walk out. I see my dog. She is plump and fed. I guess they fed her at least six different times, and she and I sprinted to the car. You know what I'm saying? My boyfriend hopped into the front seat. We go to the hospital, and then I went to the ER, and that's when I found out that I had pancreatitis. So. That concludes today's story time. I am so glad that you guys got to join me because honestly, this was fun and I'm going to keep doing this. So if you want to be able to know the next time that I post one of these stories, you can check my Instagram. You can check my astrology Instagram at astrology Val very easy to remember where you can stay up with all of the latest astrology events and every time I post a podcast I post it on there so you will know to just log in and head on over thank you so much for listening you guys